0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. We've got Paul and Andrew here today. Big man, what's going on? What's happening, man? I'm 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 in the, the the remodeled camo cave here. I'm
1: trying to get this thing, trying to get this thing dialed in. But Look, looking, we good. are just days days away from being able to kill some animals and hunt animals in the state of Ohio. So
0: I was just looking at it, and uh, we've got uh, September. From, wow, June. I almost said June first. Okay back up september 1st to squirrel and dove are big couple big ones there also uh some migratory birds i'm not even gonna go into that i'm not, not even gonna try but then september 2nd you got some early waterfowl hunting going on and then the dsa on september 9th your archery so we are we are uh closing in there man but
1: what a day! Still tune, a time
0: tune in and stuff. I'll tell you what, my cameras have been relatively quiet. Um, that would be, uh, you know, lately. But then this morning they just like lit up again. Nothing like super fun to write home about. But at least there was pictures and deer, so I was excited about that.
1: I I've got my black cameras out, black eight cameras out, uh, on some public land. I haven't had a single buck. I thought I was in the money with the deer i mean i mean i'm getting i'm getting a tremendous amount of like does like those all all time you know some coons um i i haven't found and i put it pretty like in what i thought was like a buck beddinger i saw some signs you know from last year i saw some scrapes and and i don't know man we'll see see
0: what happens we're learning that's why we're not experts right that's right.
1: All right, Paul. So we do a podcast. Only, <laughs> only dummies do podcasts. So
0: right, don't listen to anything we say. Don't have a ton. Yes, we got. don't have a ton of news from around the state. Okay, um, and this week we've got your show that is with Seth. You went down and talked to Seth at Serious Archery. So O2 roadshow. O2 roadshow. Um, so we'll get to that here in a moment. But real quick, thank you to our partners at Go Wild. Um, everything go wild. time to go wild.com and all those guys, great stuff being put up, lots of questions being asked and answered, uh, on the, the social media side of things from the, um, on their little retail area. It's not little anymore. It's quite extensive, but great stuff. You, we picked up one of those Athlon, uh, by bi- tripods off there. And that thing is, is amazing, Light and well equipped. Can't wait to get out. Yeah,
1: no, I, I got I got an Athlon Optics scope too from Go Wild. Yes, so those guys ooh,
0: love them. Great,
1: love you boys down in Kentucky. Derek, thanks for listening. Rest of you guys, step up your game. Listen to the show more.
0: I love Derek. Whenever I get something from them <laughs> and I get the little postcard, and Derek's the one that's oh, writing that's it, they're they're just gold. Oh, it's I, I keep every one of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> love you long time.
1: Everyone. So. Love you a long time. Thanks to Blackgate cameras. We just talked about them. I couldn't be happier with the performance of that. The the ease of setting that camera up, that cell camera was fantastic. The customer service has been great. Blackgatehunting.com. Find them on the internet. Find them on instagram facebook they get a really cool community it's just another tool in your toolbox to be uh, a better hunter to, to to keep track of what uh what you're trying to to accomplish and catalog and all that good stuff so the app i you know you, you talk to those guys dude they're always grinding always coming up with new ideas new innovations that's key right innovation is key the the app is getting better the apps really, it's really good right now so I don't know what they're gonna to do to make it better, but I can't wait to see it. So check them out, blackgatehunting.com. Find them on uh, Instagram months. What's our code?
0: O2 Podcast. Save you ten percent. 2 podcast. So
1: you know, I when no one's ever gonna see this video, but I've got my Timber Ninja shirt on. Beautiful first light for L-I-G-H-T, Mountain Hunter, Turkey, Turkey, uh Turkey in the in the sunrise there. So Timber Ninja Outdoors dot com. Code Ohio, if you if you are a mobile hunter, saddle hunter, you're looking for new sticks, you're looking for a new saddle, check them out. Code OHIO, Made in America. You talk about innovation, breeds excellence. These guys are all over that, man. So if check you, them have out. Used you their st- find their products on Go Wild as well.
0: I've used their sticks for a couple of years. Love them. Uh, ready to get in that saddle. See what that's like. I mean, trying it out at the ATA show last year, it, you don't even know you have anything on. It's so light. But yeah, um, it was legit. That Nano was legit. Yeah. I got them birthing hips, so I can't use that small saddle. I got the big fella. (laughs) Funny. Oh, Uh, shoot. So, uh, half rack, just launch the meat lug, right? So that's half half dash rack.com. Meat lug, nice soft sided cooler. You can fit a fully deboned deer in there. And, uh, really it's yeah, like
1: 80 beers right
0: uh it's a lot of beers. how many beers
1: is a is a is a deboned deer just
0: make sure you debone the deer before you drink all the beers in the cooler right because that could be really bad using sharp knives and <laughs> slimy <laughs> beers animals <laughs> uh but yeah so really uh we thank you to those guys for their support and everything that they've done for us uh we've got midwest gunworks code is ohio outdoors five save five percent getting your guns tuned up, do that before it gets cold out and everything. Paul, you just picked up a new one. And- I did. I
1: picked up, yeah, I got got the the Weatherby Vanguard 6.5 Creedmoor uh, Hunting Douche Special Edition, and I also bought a muzzle brake for uh, for that rifle, which I get to shoot it. I shot it a lot. I, I, I had that scope mounted. Uh, my buddy Josh out at uh, Tactical Outdoors in Newark, Ohio, put that, put that thing on and, and did the FFL transfer, so Thankful for his uh, participation in that process, but, man, that was fun shooting that thing, man.
0: There's, like, no recoil. I'm excited for you and, when we go up to Michigan because that'll be, like, the true test. I can't wait. It'll be great.
1: It's, it's funny. I started looking at, like, okay,
0: what other states can I hunt a
1: rifle with? Every state. No, okay, that's not true. Yeah, but other than a Ohio. Lot. I won't uh, we'll get that. So, yeah, check, check, the, check them out. midbust Ohio Outdoors 5. Save yourself 5% on
0: your purchase and let's see Xvision, vision x-vision optics.com uh the, all your thermal night vision needs scopes range finders what else we got there binoculars all that kind of stuff i'm going to try to get out this weekend if i get a chance um i had a coyote in my backyard last night dude you always have for monitor. a lot of he was there for a while and was he really yeah but I want to go elsewhere. And anyways, if you need thermal optics, you want to try that out. Definitely worth a look over there at X Vision and uh, thorough. Oh, sure. I'm super thoroughly impressed with all that stuff. So yeah. Um. What finally else? What else is on the docket? First light. Thanks, guys. First light. Uh, trace system. Hot weather. Oh look at you playing with your arrows.
1: Yeah. Look at that broadhead. Tough head. Tough head. Broadhead. It's beautiful.
0: Listen listen this
1: this talk with Seth is this is not a commercial for Sirius archery okay this is first off these guys their products are phenomenal fantastic we do love high that. quality we do love them um yeah man their podcast is good they're all about like innovation and we've said that a couple of times man innovation the nece- what is it you know necessity is the mother of innovation whatever that saying is these guys get that man they make quality stuff they've got options for any spine that you want, high FOC, moderate FOC, whatever it is, man. Talk to those guys, seriousarchery.com. This is just a really good conversation about um, just archery in general, bow tuning, arrow setups. It's not super detailed, right, because I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff. So a lot of these questions that, that I was asking, you know, it just from a curious standpoint, I guess, on, on, on my end. But, I mean, dude, these broadheads, these tough head broadheads are legit. Uh, we've both been very happy with them. The arrows, the, the performance of those arrows, is, is second to none. So, and we talked about that on our episode that we recorded last night. That'll come out here in a few weeks for number one hundred. Um, just about how how this conversation of like high FOC versus low FC fast and flat versus heavy and whatever. Um, it's really a lot of people have tuned into you know, like becoming a better archer, become, you know, caring about arrow setups, caring about broadhead setups, sharpness, bow tuning. And that's what this is. This is, this is just a conversation to make you a better bow hunter. So thanks to those guys for their time. I just didn't, I, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about that company and and everyone that works there. So,
0: and they're pretty close just down the road. Dude, Right outside of Cincinnati.
1: I'm stropping a broadhead right now. My serious archery products, uh, straw. I do that during work calls. If I've got like a team's meeting that I only like half, you know, need to like half pay attention to. Dude, I shop broadheads the entire time. So nice. A nice little groove going on down here.
0: Nice. So, yeah, man. Besides that, yeah, I thanks, think. Yeah. Follow us on uh, Instagram. The. o two 2 Podcast. Uh, go wild. It's O2 podcast. The website is the o two 2 podcast dot com. And leave us a review if you get a chance. Uh, always look at the for, gleam on that. Look at that. Him. You see that?
1: That's beautiful. Oh. You should shave, shave. Yeah. Thanks for the support of our show, guys. We really appreciate it. We're 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 headed. We're just a few episodes away from number one hundred. So we we um it might be next week. I need to go back and figure that. I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Thank you so much. We we appreciate you guys. We see the downloads. We see the listens. We see the interactions that we have. And 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 uh, I'm very grateful,
0: very much. So so, get out there this week. Get practicing with your, your bow and arrow and uh, get everything tuned up because we are just a few weeks away. But take care, everybody, and uh, be safe. See you, guys.
1: Like that picture online.
2: No. <laughs> You're like, just tag it. I al- Down al- here in West Virginia. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I would say Alabama <laughs> opener. Alabama opener. People would lose their... <laughs> <laughs> man
1: it could be, uh, it'd be 13 an- minutes uh, you'd have
2: a game warden at your <laughs> oh, your house
1: yes. alabama was good um i like the i like the saw out there you guys have been doing a lot of work man a lot of upgrades yeah you know. we've
2: been doing a lot of upgrades the uh that saw is a one of a kind never been produced for arrows before type saw and no we wanted something to keep the the heat down, so that's why the water's going through yeah. and cut in square at the same time because we have a last chance saw and it's it's fantastic too. Mm-hmm. But you're one at a time, you cut it, you have to square one in square the other end, pick up the next one. This one cuts squares and keeps 100% of the heat down, down off of the
1: spray water on those wheels. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure because I was watching Tyler run that thing and I wasn't sure how it was going to operate. Because, you know, I've never seen anything like that. Right. And, and I mean, it just, like, drops down and then just starts moving the arrows. Yeah. I, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, the, the blades are going to come forward. Not at all. Yeah. Like that was – so, one of a kind. I mean, what was, what was the innovation behind that? What was the idea behind that? So,
2: there was a, uh, a carbon tubing design that was very similar to that. And we wanted to see if we could adapt that to our arrows and a little bit of trial and error on that we still have a little bit of fine tuning we occasionally still have to move the saw blades uh just maybe a 16th of an inch or so to get them perfect and so we're working on i think you know we started with servo motors and we'll we're going to need to maybe change our our motor or drive motors a little bit on it but you know worst case scenario it takes an extra you know 15 seconds to to get it exactly perfect but then yeah, when they come out, they're square and no heats touched them.
1: So, which I mean, heat's the killer of everything. Electronics, I mean, carbon, all that friction was that just weaken the the points for the for the half ounce? Is that what? The yeah, I mean, it,
2: it's probably negligible. But gotcha. We do everything here to the nth degree. I mean, that's what we're an engineering company that happens to make arrows. Yeah. So we're we're pretty adamant about keeping the heat down. Whenever possible, but uh, you know, the, the carbon, if, if you can touch the carbon, it's not too hot, but when you, when you get it and you go, Ooh, that, that's hot. It's too hot. Yeah. And you can start breaking it. Really what it does is break down the resins, the carbon. It doesn't really affect the carbon at all. It's the resins underneath. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, one of those things that, uh, it's a big time saver for us. Oh gosh. Yeah.
1: And it, I mean, that thing you're talking about, I mean, it is dialed in. Yeah. That's yeah. mean. you said an engineering company that makes arrows. That's pretty neat. I mean, so just with that machine, some of the other stuff, like innovation is really at the heart of this company. I feel like,
2: yeah. And that that's the way we lay the carbon so much different than everybody else. And it costs more to do that. And people, we do frequently get questions about why is the carbon so expensive? And it's just, you know, why are the arrows so expensive? It's because we have more, a little bit more waste than everybody else, but it's, The way we lay it up, instead of having ten thousandths of run out when you put the weight in and you're trying to find the high side and the low side of your carbon so that they launch perfectly, you know, we're at say you take the Apollo or the Gemini or the Vulcan, and sometimes we can't find one thousandths. It's it's harder for us to try to spine align them because there's just there's no movement. And so if you go to a big box store you're gonna see 10, maybe even up to 15,000s between their high side and low side of the carbon. And, um, you know, we're talking sub 2,000s run out. So, but it's amazing. it comes at a cost. I mean, there's, there's just more well, there's waste. A,
1: there's a 55 a gallon drum out there.
2: Oh, the ones that we won't sell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at them, I pick them up.
1: I'm like, yeah, these look good. Let me use these. And then right. you're like, nah, nah, chuck them out.
2: Yeah. It's. You know, when we send something out, we want it to be dialed. I mean, no. th- the big thing is that a lot of guys are are going out into the field, and they want to know that every inch of their equipment is 100% spot on, and then if it's screwed up, it's them. You know, and that's that's who we, we cater a lot to those guys. Um, we do have the Supernova line, which is uh, a little bit uh, more budget-friendly because it still has the same really tight tolerances – you know, it doesn't have quite the durability that you're going to get out of the Apollo or the Vulcan, the Gemini. Um, it's not – the
1: carbon's not woven. Because it's, right. okay. right. yeah. so so it's not woven. That's right. Yeah. So it's more – it's similar to what, um, like, visually looks like what you'd get out of a box at, you know, one of the big box stores. Right. Because it's that smooth carbon so,
2: right. look. The difference is you're going to be picking up a 1,000 straight arrow, which most box stores are 3,000s or 6,000s. And
1: that's a big – I mean, when you're – it's a big difference, yeah. And the straightness.
2: It's a big difference. And that's why there's a 55 gallon drum full of them of stuff we've thrown out this month.
1: God, that's, does that break your heart when yeah. you're just like, yeah, hey, you know what? Yeah. No, this it's is painful. Of, I bet, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just walk out there and see them like, yeah. Oh man, that's,
2: <laughs> and they don't just go to, we'll, we will donate those to kids organizations. Okay, and, you that's know, pretty neat. Yeah. Um, any, any kid that wants to get into archery, we just give them the arrows. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that we don't want them to just completely go to waste. And then we use them. We will use them for testing. So if we think that um, we've got a new, say, broadhead design and we need to smash them up against the wall, you know, that concrete wall back, and we're going to just you know, pound them into there, we'll use those arrows as opposed to using you know, brand new good arrows. Yeah,
1: I want to do that later. We'll, we'll I'll do. That. We'll do that. We'll do that. It's like, it's like the highlight of my day yeah. is shooting, Yeah, just <laughs> shooting arrows into it. Shoot, the, shoot um, the wall. So let's, let's talk about like some of the new, the newest, I guess, innovation that you have. And that's, that's the, the warranty. That oh yeah. Just come the out hunt with. Pro guarantee. Man, yeah. And that's pretty cool. Talk, tell me about that. Yeah. So
2: one of the things when you're paying this kind of money for arrows, you know, it kind of sucks. You, maybe you didn't get a full pass through and the deer runs off and snaps it off against a tree. It, or, you know, you get a pass-through, and and it's, sometimes they step on them, you know. There's just certain things that, that uh, most of the time it's either you didn't get a full pass-through, and they run, snap it off against a tree, or the other thing is that happens real commonly, especially now that guys, they're shooting fixed blades. You're putting it up in the Vital V, and you put it up in the Vital V, and you just happen to— sting that other shoulder and you bury it in that opposite side shoulder the first thing that the deer is going to do is going to drop straight down and when he brings both those scapulas down snap the arrow yeah as it's stuck in the shoulder on one side it's stuck in the body out the other side and then you bring these two scapulas down from a 200 pound deer you know they're going to snap so knowing that you're spending good money on them and and that they're uh um they're an investment. So and we don't break a lot of our arrows. So we, we could make an unbreakable arrow, but you wouldn't want to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have a guarantee. There you go. You you break it and we'll uh will you you fill out a little form online because we do want to make sure that you were like ethically, legally shooting yeah. whatever you're supposed to be doing in the state. So if you tell me in March that you shot a deer, you know, March fifteenth were you hunting in South America? Where, yeah, where, where exactly? Were we... Where were you hunting at? Oh man, you know, my backyard. Yeah, it was in <laughs> well, like Kentucky. I mean, you were out of season. Yeah, but outside of that, um,
1: does the arrow have to have blood on it? When they, no, do they but we need to see.
2: <laughs> it, you send a picture in, in which you upload right there on the form. It's got seven or eight questions because there's a few things we want to know. Yeah, did the deer snap it off against a tree? If you know, did it? Uh, did you hit the opposite side shoulder? and um the deer ran off can it could run off of it that way or it just drops down and breaks just a few little things we so that we know okay well we're seeing some breakage here so maybe in the future there's maybe there's a resin change between layers or something that might be um maybe a little more forgiving or, or something like that in the future so a little bit of data we're collecting and then all we ask you to pay for the shipping and that's it and that's that the actual easy. shipping it's it's uh pretty easy most of the time it's eight bucks or so, but these are $30 arrows. If you're getting a Gemini, you know, fully built Gemini arrow. And when you do that, uh, it also comes with knock collars. So what's a knock collar? So uh, we'll put some on your arrows when we rewrap them, but they're just a three uh, grain aluminum collar that goes on the back and the knock pushes straight through. But for guys who, um, and we all do it, we always tell people don't do it, but when you're group shooting, And you hit another arrow. That's about the only way you're going to, that you'll tear up our arrows. If you start driving your knocks in the back end of the arrow, then the knock collar does a lot to prevent that. So most likely you're going to break the knock. um, And you're not going to drive the knock through into the carbon. Gotcha. So it's just a little sleeve that goes over and it prevents the, the knock from damaging the carbon. Yeah.
1: I, I, I want to say I have tested every way to destroy a serious arrow. I've shot my shed a few times. I've shot concrete blocks that I set my targets on. And I, I, I don't claim to be a good archer and everyone that listens <laughs> to the show knows that, you know, I'm just a big, dumb animal. Uh, probably my favorite method. I, it was the, it was like the first week of bow season last year. I shot at a doe, went right over back. I was on the ground. I was headed out. I'm like, Oh crap, there's a deer. And I just sailed it right over her back and I buried it into a tree, and, and and so you know, I'll put my ego aside. This is a funny moment. I right. mean, this this thing, this serious arrow and this broadhead is buried in this little like four inch caliper tree. And I walk up and I took a video of it, and and you know I show my I show the arrow in there. and I just I made this funny face. Still like my most watched Instagram <laughs> reel or whatever it is because it, like and so I just like I cut this this arrow because it's coming home. It's sitting right over there. I wrote tree.
2: I, I saw that yeah. one in there. It's yeah. a tree.
1: That is, I, I am determined to kill a deer with that arrow. We'll,
2: we'll mark that one before we reflect it. Yeah. We'll...
1: So, and so I, I actually don't, I have them with him, but there's one in my barn at home that I wrote barn on and it's still <laughs> in the barn. So every time I shoot something, that's not an animal. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to write.
2: <laughs> yeah. What, what I, it is. you know, I, I guess it was our first time that we'd filmed in Africa. Uh, I shot a kudu and it was, I think, It's a huge animal, 49, 50 yards. And I just hit a little low. So I needed a follow-up shot. And on the follow-up shot, I buried it into this tree (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, Connor had a field day with that. It was a, it was a trophy tree. It was a, it was a SCI gold tree for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so we spent forever trying to, to get the broadhead out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing that that stuff happens. Oh, yeah. And if you have a good story behind it, you you send it in with your picture and say, "Dude, I shot a tree. I missed the the deer all the way around." Yeah. Okay, cool. Look, well, we're cool. We get it. Boon, we'll send Boon, you a new one. Boone and Crockett Bo- tree. It I've got I've Crockett got tree. some of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 um. We all make mistakes. Sure. You know, every every one of us, every archer on the face of the planet makes a mistake. I don't care if you're, you know, Olympic level shooter down to some schmuck like me that's shooting trees and barns <laughs> more than I am animals. Right. I'll admit that. Um, and, and one of the, one of the things that when and I've, I've had, I had some failures in the woods with my old setup, lighter arrows. And we, we won't dive into that too much, but one of the things that really drew me to the heavy arrow setup is one, the quality of of the, of the, arrows, quality of the broadheads, but two, it's, uh, it, it provides a little more margin for error, you know, and you you hear people say, Oh, you know, field point will go through a deer. Yeah, it definitely will. But field points not going through the shoulder and guess what? I've shot a deer in the shoulder. You've done it. He's done it. You know, every it it happens. So I think that, you know, so, so, so address that, like that when you start getting to those, you know, those heavier arrows, you, you really fine high tuned piece of machinery going down range. I mean, that really like that, that can be the difference between human error and then, and then an ethical kill.
2: Right. So there's, we look at it as an entire setup. So when, when you're going to heavier arrows, and then we have to define what is a heavier arrow, you know, um, if you're somebody who shoots 375 grains and wants to hit, you know, 305 feet per second out of your bow, we got the arrow that'll do that. No. no problem. Uh, if you are going to Africa and you're going to hunt elephant, we've got that set up for you too. Um, so we've kind of we've got something for everybody, and we don't judge if somebody wants to shoot fast and light. Or if you ask our opinion, that's a different story. If you say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go hunting the first day," with it, "What are you hunting?" No. Um, and so, but looking at it as an entire system, if you're looking at this, and you're going to shoot a, um, a mechanical, say that has a low mechanical advantage. So you're going to shoot something that's got a two inch wide cut. You better have some beef in the front. If that's, if you're insistent on that, because it takes so much of your kinetic energy for those blades to open up and then penetrate skin. And you have to have enough left to be able to get through the animal. And when they work, they work great, right? So if you don't hit anything and there's, You know, you've got enough weight up front and everything perfect. They'll they'll work great. When they don't work, they're a disaster. The difference is when you're shooting something like a good fixed blade that's really sharp, you have so much less kinetic energy required just to get through hide. And then you have so much more left for doing real work in the animal. So on, you know, sometimes the animal moves after you shoot. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, You can try to minimize it. And uh, I see guys all the time, well, if you had just learned shot placement, you wouldn't have to worry about X, Y, Z. Okay. Here's the deal. You're 15, 20 feet up in a tree stand. This thing just came. First off, you see your 170-inch deer, and it is walking at you, and you are stoked. You're jacked, right? So first off, this probably could be the biggest deer you've ever seen in your life, and it's walking underneath you. And you get ready. You're getting ready to draw. He takes a few steps. So you wait, and he takes a few more steps, and you wait. Next thing, he's ten yards out. Great, you draw. He takes a few more steps. Maybe now you're shooting pins, and you're 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 guessing just a little bit. What I'm what I'm getting at is that things change. You've moved in your stand. You may not even realize it. How many people are thinking of whether they're torquing their bow or not? when they're 15 feet in the air with a 170 inch deer. Like you're not thinking about whether or not your hands torque probably like I, I guarantee you you're jacked. That hand is torqued. Oh, for sure. Or you're having now to kind of lean back behind you at a little bit of an awkward angle because it took a couple steps, but now it's a little bit back behind you and you're, and you've got that hand on there and you're, you're are you thinking about whether or not you've got too much face contact with your string? You're jacked. You don't even know there's a string there. You don't even know where you're drawn back, right? So You haven't taken a
1: breath in 30 seconds at this point.
2: Exactly. So at 310 feet per second, you better be real precise. Because you can do that when you're shooting at your target 20, 30 yards, flat level ground. you got your feet spread just the way you like it. You're anchored just the way you like it. That hand's feeling perfect. And you let the thing go, and it's awesome. Yeah. You're not 15 feet up in a tree. Trying to make a shot that's maybe slightly back behind you, and you're jacked. Yeah. you know, that's where getting that. Anecdotally, we know that the best air flight for our customers is, has come between two, like 240 and 275 feet per second. Okay. So if you can get in that range, you're getting some really good aero flight, and you don't have to be a super, super hyper tuner. When you get up in these 300 range, you have got to be a hyper tuner. There cannot be anything wrong with your bow. There cannot be anything wrong with your hand because it's just magnified so much with that uh, speed. Um, So we try to build um, a setup that's going to have something like, we like four-fletch. We're big fans of four-fletch here because it's forgiving. Um, We put them on a helical. We don't like straight. Pick left, pick right. We don't care. Straight is... um, just doesn't give you as much forgiveness as picking one or the other. So we're looking at it from the back of the arrow, looking at the front of the arrow. If you're going to shoot a big, wide broadhead, we've got to make sure you've got plenty of vein on the back. Because if you don't, you're going to have poor steering. It's like, uh, I'm going to say it's kind of like Congress and Senate. (laughs) The Congress is up front and the Senate's in the back and you've got Congress up front, and they can ape up all they want to. They can make life difficult, but you did the adults in the room are the Senate. The problem where you go off the rails is where you don't have enough of the Senate to make the Congress behave, right? <laughs> and that's where we go off the rails. It's yeah. no different with arrows. You don't have enough vein back there to make the front behave. And with really good single bevels, and I'm talking when you're spending a little bit extra money, and we all know what those are, you're going to have better flight characteristics. You don't have to worry quite as much about that, but you know, we like our, our tough head, um, 200 grain wide. I prefer to shoot that with four of the Tac um, 2.75 inch driver veins. They're a little bit taller. Um, we are testing some new ones, um, out that I think may be pretty promising. Um, but yeah, you got to have enough in the back to make the front behave. And, if you're going to shoot light and fast and you're going to shoot a mechanical, um, it, it just becomes problematic. The math starts running out on you yeah. because even though you have um, what appears to be enough kinetic energy, you don't have as much momentum and you need some momentum. And I'm not saying like if somebody asks me, what weight are you going to shoot for dealers here? It's probably going to be 535, to 550 somewhere, depending on which broadhead I'm going to shoot. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to go for moose, I'm shooting 650. You know, it's it's not going to jump the string on you. <laughs> you know, you're not going to have a moose duck your arrow. Yeah. So I'm going in there because their bones are bigger. If I make a little bit of a mistake, um, I've got a lot of forgiveness with that. Yeah. You know? When I,
1: <clears throat> I watch the... You know, I'll watch the videos, a lot of the criticism that that a heavy arrow setup gets. I'll, you know I'll watch them online and, and I always laugh to myself because inevitably the people that are that are the most critical and you know, I'm not here to bash anyone. Right. Man. Absolutely. But they <laughs> I can think of like a few guys, like two guys that are really um vocal about you know anti you know heavy setup. And I'm and I'm watching them like, well, first off, you are literally an elite archer you are like olympic right. level archer you right. are you know you live and breathe this good for you uh and two like you're in your backyard shooting at like a foam target yeah you know so those are you know a hundred yards so those are the two things that like i see that and i'm like i'm out like i can't even i can't even listen to that because yeah. that's never like i will never be as good as you you talk about shot. like that's just the reality of it right those know?
2: guys look for a mosquito on that thing, they and then they'll, they'll knock it off the deer. You know, they're awesome. Yeah, they're so good. It's hard to take any kind of real life scenario stuff from guys that shoot like that because, yes, they are f- phenomenal. We're not.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be the first to admit it, man. We're not. I suck as a bow hunter, You know, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm. And I'm not picking. I'm like Levi Morgan. I watched this guy shoot. What Was it, a ram from 106 yards with a bow. He's amazing. Isn't he? It's a, unbelievable. 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 I'm like, my god. He, yeah. I'm just dead. That thing was dead but as soon as that arrow. It was done. Yeah. Like that's amazing. I know. I can't shoot a freaking morale target <laughs> <laughs> consistently from my deck right. at 43 yards. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't know. I watch. I watch those videos. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you know. And 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 I think that's that's. You know, I, I do like that you, know, you guys. You like you said, you have an arrow for everyone. If you want to shoot three seventy five, yeah, blazing fast, you got it. You want to shoot a thousand grains because you're shooting a freaking yeti, yeah, in, in the Yukon. <laughs> like we, we, you got that covered too. You Got it so.
2: covered. And you know, we were filming for series TV in Canada earlier this year, and we'd had a couple days where we were in a ground blind, and um, it was kind of a uh like a natural made ground blind. It was nice. And uh but the, man, the bears were acting really funny at this stand. I mean they were over, they knew the, what's up. over the top. And so we thought, well, you know, it's it's already hide hard to hide sin of one person and then we did everything we could, and the wind was great too. But then you add to and bears seemed to have a natural sense. They kinda know what's going on anyways, and they were just but this was over the top stuff. So we moved to another stand, nothing. Then they said, well, we do have a lot of activity at this one stand, but it's a rifle stand. There was another natural ground blind. It was really cool, uh, but it was 56 yards. And he's like, do you, you feel comfortable with 56 yards? And I said, you know, I practice a lot further. Um, I killed a ram at 51 yards a few years before, and I, and I practice a lot. So, I, And I said, I feel pretty confident at that, especially on a bear-sized target. And uh so it it happened. Bear came in that night, got a shot on it and everything went great. And that was with our wide. But I could tell you that
1: wide broadhead.
2: Yeah, the 200 wide. Mm. And um but I would not uh feel confident. I'm just thinking okay, so Levi Moore was almost double that distance. That was like on a bear-sized target 56 yards. I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay with this, but this is the that probably 60 would have been as yeah. comfortable as I would have been with that setup. And then you take Levi Morgan at a hundred and something. I you're like, it's, it's un- double that. Un- un- it's it's un- unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uphill. Yeah.
1: It was insane. Yeah. Those guys and then sorry. you
2: look at some of the stuff Tim Wells has done. Yeah. He, he shot a, I think a mule deer or something, at well over a hundred. No sights.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's uh
1: It is. It's a world that I'll never live in, man. No. And I'm not even going to try. Like, I don't, I don't have the energy to to practice enough to where i'm like deadly at 100 yards i mean quite frankly like hanging from a from a tree in ohio yeah like there's not really a lot of options over 40 or you know where most of the places that i hunt you know i mean they're right on top yeah most of the time and
2: i i I don't remember where we saw but there was we were looking at an article here from last year and I, i don't know who keeps these stats but uh, cause I've never been asked, but they said the average deer distance in the U S last year was 17.5 yards, 17.5 yards. Yeah. Was the average deer taken. So you've got some it's out West guys that are, you know, they're shooting sometimes 40, 50, 60, 70 yards on deer. And you're, you're not going to be able to, most guys are not going to be able to get a, um, 600 plus green arrow that far. No. That deer might be a couple steps away. Yeah. But that's what, uh, you know, one that you were talking about, common complaints. One of the things guys say, well, my pin gap gets so big. And it will because your your sight is a really accurate measurement of time. That's what it's measuring. Yeah. But when you do the actual math and figure out you're in hundreds of a second difference between a good high penetrating setup Especially if you're a guy that's shooting forty yards and in. Um, just take your take your yards and um multiply by three, so forty yards, hundred and twenty feet, divide that by your feet per second, that's gonna give you the time from the time it leaves the string till it hits the target. Do that for your arrow, say at a good five twenty five, five fifty versus four twenty five. You're gonna see it is and it's, that's individual for each person because everybody's draw weight, draw length, the bow they're shooting is a little bit different. Um, on our website, there's a very accurate, within two foot per second, uh, arrow calculator on there. And that was, um, was actually developed by HB Bow Foundation. We licensed that. Um, but it's crazy accurate. As long as you know what your draw length is, because we have a lot of guys that will call in for, for some technical help, and they don't know what their draw length is. I don't know how many pounds they're pulling, but if you know those two things, you know the bow and what its IBO speed is, then it's within two feet per second, and it'll tell you, and then you just do the math, just divide the, the distance by feet per second, and you've, you're have you going to have it, and it's, you would be amazed at how little difference there is, so when guys say, oh man, that deer dropped out of sight before my arrow got there, hmm.
1: That's an easy, you know.
2: yeah. Math would say different. You were a, <laughs> you were 20 yards yeah. and uh the deer dropped out of sight. Now, there can be some movement certainly, but I mean we are talking mostly hundreds of a second.
1: Yeah. It's it's interesting about the the jump in the string and I'm sure deer have been d- jumping string since birch bows and
2: you know, the you know with Native like, Americans yeah, yeah, come the with all this stuff 100 30 yeah. feet per second, you know?
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. And, and I think, I think it's just more prevalent now people are talking about it, Cause we have slow motion video yeah. with a cell phone, you know? And man, those things, the deer, they're jumping. You know, you see them moving with anything,
2: Yeah. you know, anything.
1: And I, I know Dr. Ed, he talked about, you know not, you know, practicing shooting a moving target with a bow. Um, because those those critters, they're on alert all the time. You get you, you hit them with a Meh. like they're really on
2: yeah, alert. Yeah, right. Know? Or and, if you rattled them in or grunted them in before they came in, they're already looking to fight. Oh man, they're they're tense, they're wired. Tired. Yeah. yeah, that's just I don't know. So let's um, you
1: talked about people calling in for for technical support. I know Tyler has helped me a lot the last two years. Yeah. getting getting things dialed in and i got a new bow sitting over there so we're going to dive into that awesome yeah i can't i can't wait man so the we, we've we got a lot of listeners that have listened to this show have become serious archery customers which yeah. is great and the one thing that i hear they're like oh you know i did this or ripped some veins off the service that you guys provide is exceptional it really is
2: yeah i, mean, that, I mean that's just it we, really we is. joke that we cover the first set of tire tracks we just don't cover the second set you know So, (laughs) i mean if if there's something that legitimately has a lot of guys we find have never shot as accurate as what they're shooting now and it could be that they're shooting a lot more and they're taking it serious and so they're buying serious you know and they're and they're taking it uh to heart and so they're getting better uh a lot of it is too that they've had you know maybe mediocre success with some very low cost um arrows and that that happens too so now all of a sudden they're shooting they were way better shooters all along now they're just you know getting to the point where they're really good and they're starting to knock fletchings off because uh, we've gotten pictures in many times where guys said man my fletching just came off well can you send us a picture and you see that he's got holes through the fleshing it's because the, the, the field points from his other arrows are going through him, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And we're like, yeah, you know what? If they came off, we'll, we'll send a call tag, fix them, and send them back. But most of the time, and it, it, that was a concern that a lot of uh, internally, a lot of our folks had when, when I said, hey, I want to do this hunt, hunt pro guarantee. And I was like, well, man, guys are going to be just holding their arrows and, and then turn them in during hunting season. I said, I, I think that probably more honesty is out there in our community yeah. than what you think. And for those that, that do that, you know, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll survive another day. And, you know, we're not going out of business because of a, a, a guarantee. And, uh, you'll, you'll know those guys. You'll know those guys. Yeah. But, right. don't uh, be, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah. If you're listening, don't. but it's. They're, I think our community is pretty honest. Yeah. You know?
1: Those are the same guys that are stealing cell cams off of a tree on public land. Right,
2: <laughs> and they're probably not spending the money for serious to begin with. Yeah, you know, this started out as a little cult following, and it's become very mainstream. I mean, last night the hunting public released their video of their of their uh, equipment for 2023, which was a really really cool video. And they guess what they're shooting. What Serious Geminis. No kidding. A lot of them are shooting tough heads. Yeah. So they're they're just they're great guys. We don't have a contract with them. We don't have anything any kind of they money like flowing the out there. They're just like the product. Yeah. And um, so yeah. I, mean, oh, you've got I will send them arrows, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twist your arm, right? Right. Well, uh, I mean
1: you got you got the the big guy down south. T-Bone. T-Bone, he's got, man. A, he's got a set on here now. Yeah.
2: He's got a setup he really likes to put people in. Yeah. And he thinks that is a really good setup. So that's a um, three or four Fletch with the uh, Flex Fletch veins, And he really, really likes those. Okay. And so we said, hey, let's just, if if you're going to put people in him anyways, let's create your own uh, setup and then guys can have them. It, it's the Apollo because he really likes a 204. Mm-hmm. So you can get the Apollo or you can get the supernova small diameter, the SD. And so just that way, because one thing I really like about T-Bone is he's cognizant of guys that might not have enough money just to go and plunk down hundreds yeah. of dollars for, for the Apollos. So he, he wanted to have an affordable option. He called, I think he calls him Billy Joe Lunchpail or something. He does. Yeah. 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 Billy,
1: Billy Joe Lunchbox. Bi- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. He's a, uh, and so he was insistent that we had the, the ability for them to, uh, have an affordable line and but even with that it still comes with all of our uh, small diameters come out with a half jacket system which is by far the strongest of the um, systems for a 204 hands down yeah and they're they're made for us by ethics archery
1: the half jacket that i broke i've got two of them now uh, from shooting concrete blocks <laughs> i use them to sharpen to strop broadheads while i'm
2: oh the arrow broke yeah
1: Was yeah it? so i just use i just
2: I was gonna say the half jack would be really hard to break, but if you no, I mo- no, it broke off broke of the, arrow. the arrow. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's got like a nice little like little yeah. handle
2: on it. Yeah, you know? I just, perfect like, for that.
1: I'm telling Tyler when I'm on like and I'll say this, you know, like when I'm on work calls or whatever, yeah. you know, I'm just gonna half listening. I can sit, I can move my computer screen, so I can just drop broadheads <laughs> the entire time Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it. I just I love it. I mean, I it, when
2: that. when you see Connor and I out of town, we're constantly we're just sitting around the fire, we're just sharpening.
1: Why is it so why is it so therapeutic? I don't, I don't know. I don't it's, know why. it's
2: very cathartic. Um it is, my, I mean I'm an antsy person. Like, you know, you see me medicated today. Yeah. You're like I've oh, got my ADHD medicine <laughs> in me. And uh and even at that I'm not sure the dose is right, but uh so I've constantly gotta be doing something, gotta be moving until I pass out. Yeah. And then I pass out and I'm done. But uh yeah, so you know, y- your hands are moving, you're talking, it can be social and we sit around the fire. I found a rock when we were on that Canadian bear hunt, a absolute perfect sharpening rock. And I sat there and just touched up the broadhead and it was, you know, I was just pulling hair off my arm like crazy. And yeah. when my, my girls, I have four, four daughters that are amazing, but they think I have the mange <laughs> when it comes close to hunting season. Cause I've got spots of hair here and spots That's here. Funny. There's some missing on my leg. Cause yeah. I run out of spots on my arm and, yeah, but uh, it is. It's it's a very therapeutic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Midwest Whitetails—that's another group of group of hunters. You guys have just got you got brought into the family, man. Yeah, I mean, they got they got some serious products up there too. Don't oh they, yeah,
2: all their all their uh, people shoot their their pro staff. All the guys on on TV. What a great group of guys too. Yeah. Like that's the thing I really love about where we are right now. There's nobody that I just have to hold my nose and say, uh, it's for the better, it's for the greater good. They're all good people with, you know, the guys at Midwest Whitetail, they just want to learn to be more efficient hunters. Yeah. You know, T-Bone, he is a efficient hunter. He's about as efficient as you can get, and he's wanting to teach other people how to be that. And, you know, Ranch Ferry's out there with his kits, trying to get people dialed in and, and tuned in that might not have the best bow shop just right near them um, and making them more lethal. So right now we've got a really, you know, I don't know what will come with the hunting public in the future. They're shooting our stuff. Now they're certainly not beholden to us, but what a great group of guys, mostly public land hunting, you know? Um, and those guys are also another group that really is concerned with how much guys spend on their equipment. I mean, they've got to, they've got to deal with, with bear and they, that's a great bow and it's not an expensive bow. It's not a, you're not going to pay anywhere near a flagship bow for, for their bow. It's really nice. So, you know, a great group of people around us.
1: Yeah. It's about access. You know, get people out there, get them in, you know, good equipment. Yeah. You know, something they can trust. And I think that's, for me, that's the, the biggest thing, you know, be, being able to trust. You know, for years I was just buying arrows, buying broadheads with zero thought, you know, like this is just go in, the guy at the store, tell me this is what I need. Okay. And it's not what I need. We all did. And you see that failure in the woods, you know, when you, you rely on the most and it fails and you're like, okay. There's got to be a better way. And for me, that was getting into the, you know, the high FOC and yeah into you know, these products specifically. They've, they've, I've enjoyed it, man. I've enjoyed the descent into madness.
2: Yeah, we, um, we all got there. I, I mean, most everybody that we talked to has gotten here the same way. I, my first trip to Africa, uh, I put good shots on most everything I shot, and we still followed up on half of them with a rifle. Wow. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, it, they would be good shots considerably. I mean, that when you're getting a two-inch cut, you get a, you do kind of get forgiveness. I was shooting mechanical, extremely light. I had the PSE X-Force bow when it came out. It was a, kind of one of the first speed bows, 350 feet per second. Probably was not set up right for me. I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. But if I put that... I put that mechanical on there, buddy, I, I could hit what my field point was. So we were good. It's all matter. It's all matter. And, um, you know, but we, we shot probably half of them with a rifle after to finish them off, we'd find them and shoot them. And so that should have been the signal, right? They should have said, Hey, maybe we need to look for something different, but it wasn't. Mm. So then next trip to Africa, I, I did go with a different broadhead. I think I had a little marginally more success. I don't think we followed up on anything but one animal. And then just after a failures on some deer of, like, you watch them back on camera, you're like, man, this thing looks like should have been money. Yeah. And then you're tracking them forever. You don't find them. So there's, there's got to be something, something different. So that's when I started down the road of, of looking for something different. And I was friends with Troy Fowler when he had like 7 followers and i think 4 of them were his family you know like <laughs> i owned two other companies at the time yeah and they were not even the outdoor space and uh i would talk to troy when i was going from to a different town or something and we'd talk for a couple hours on the phone he's like you know hey i got this new stuff and you know he didn't have a ranch. retail. he didn't have anything he didn't have arrows and everything he said but he he had been uh um talking a lot with dr ashby and learning from Doctor Ashby on a lot of this stuff, and and so that started me down this path. And I ran way heavy. I shot a doe uh, one year with an arrow with a seven hundred and seventy-eight grain setup, and I sheared the ball, the ball and socket, into looked like it had t- been put in a hundred-ton press and just psh, sheared off. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I realized, you know, it's kind of like everybody. A lot of guys will run up real heavy, and then they'll kind of come back. To where they are comfortable, and for most guys in the deer, it's five hundred to five fifty, sometimes five seventy five. You know, um, and so when you call in here now for tech support, and you can go online and make an appointment with us. It's a little harder this time of year because if you waited now, we give everybody fifteen minutes for free. Yeah, you just call in and say, "Hey, this is what my setup is." You know, what would you suggest? I'll say, "What are you shooting? Shooting moose? Or are you shooting?" Um, pronghorn because if I'm going for pronghorn I probably am going to shoot a 425 grain arrow get it there quick it's the, it's the size really of a kidding. German Shepherd yeah. I'm going to shoot my 80 pound bow I'm going to be shooting something around probably 425 ish and I want to get there really fast yeah because I think that I have a fr- really good friend who's an outfitter and he said about 62 to 65 yards is what they average on their archery shots no kidding yeah okay because they do their spot and stalk yeah. you know behind a decoy and that's uh, so crazy. It is so that. cool. It I is, want to do that yeah. so bad. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, they, uh, they do that. but, but you start getting inside that 60 yard range. You said, it's like a force field. They start getting real antsy and they don't like it. They don't like it. You stay at 62 and you can take all the time you want to shoot, you know, interesting. Yeah. So cool. But yeah, they're going to move. So I'm going to go light and, yeah. you know, my Cape Buffalo and giraffes, I've was like eleven. Fifty one year and nine fifty another, so
1: that's wild.
2: That's that's <laughs> yeah. That's a that, lot. That's a sorry. lot of drop. You know. Oh, yeah. I've got a uh, oh gosh, like a forty-eight yard max or something, and then, then I'm out of my side housing for that. Wow. But PSC had built a, a bow for me, uh, and so it was we we thought we were going to be able to do a hippopotamus hunt, and mm-hmm. it just it fell through. But it was it's at eighty-five pounds, and uh, it's screaming it's, they built the levitate and it just it screams and uh but still even with that at 29 inches and um at 85 pounds out of a relatively fast ibo speed bow you know still at 48 yards on 1150 grains yeah but again i i needed to be able to shoot adequately to 30 and uh the cape buffalo i got full pass through
1: that's that's incredible on a Cape Buffalo. That's such a big, tough animal.
2: I had feathers on the back, so my FOC on that arrow was, I I think, probably pushing 30%, and it zipped right through. The only thing that hung up was the fletchings for about two or three steps, and then pitched it out, and that was was it. That was cool. Um, I've killed two Cape Buffalo. The first one, I did not get a full pass-through on, but the video on that's cool because you'll see why we shoot heavier arrows. I hit a... Branch. I don't. I don't have any idea how I did not see this thing, but I was just so amped up because we were so close, you know. And uh I don't know how. I just. I just wasn't in my sight picture. I, I don't know. I, but I punched a pretty good sized branch and it skipped through and went in and still did the job, you know. Wow. I didn't get a pass through on that one. And I don't really know anybody's that got a pass through on giraffe. But I got on the Orion's the first giraffe. I think we had about 28 inches of penetration on that one, and we had about 22 uh, last last year's. But I hit a little bit more bone mm. this last time. But it, I mean, it, both of them died within 140 yards. No follow-up shots. You know that kind of thing. So it was. Um, there's a lot to be said for it. If you'd have shot the. Uh, Kate Buffalo with a 425 grain arrow, it would have been ticked, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would have just been mad. Yeah. Um, and uh, consequently, I don't think you need to go after deer with 700 grain arrows, you know, shoot, yeah. you know, shoot for, uh, for the number that's going to be right for the animal you're shooting. Sure. You know, and that also depends on your setup because sometimes we have, um, Shorter guys, maybe, or ladies that, that are asking for us. They have, like, a 20. We have people with 24-and-a-half-inch draw lengths, you know, real short draw lengths. And they'll say, oh, man, but I'm shooting 50 pounds or 35 we'll pounds. We'll, like, take a shot.
1: we'll take a shot at him. I bet Muntz is, like, a 26-inch yeah. draw length. Yeah. He'll listen to this and be like, 27, Paul. 20, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. He's twenty-five and a half." and a half
2: But, uh but no, it, you know, you come in with that setup and we're we're going to change our thinking up just a little bit. We're going to get your FOC as high as we can and we're going to get you into a super sharp broadhead because it needs to have no resistance yeah. going in, you know. And, uh, and we're going to change the weight up just uh, a smidge because you do have to be able to get it there, yeah. you know. So it, it's all relative and that's why we give the – the time for you just call in because everybody's different.
1: Yeah. So someone wants to get into it, you know, and, and we've talked about it quite a bit on our program and what's the first step, go to the website, do the FOC calculator.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're not already having an idea of what you're going to uh, shoot, uh, most of our guys are deer, Turkey and pigs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you're going to go for, for deer and hog. You know, try to get around 550. See what, play with the FOC calculator. See, you know, I would, ideally we would love you to be at or over 18%. That's what we try to shoot for. But long draw guys like you, that's that's harder to do unless you're going to go to a Gemini or an Orion with a a lighter GPI.
1: Yeah, it was, Tyler had to walk me through that. Yeah. Because I could not figure it out. Yeah, I'm 31 and a half inches is my, is my draw. So. Yeah,
2: and for you to get high FOC or moderate FOC without a without a uh, a lower grain per inch arrow, or the other option is you can really load up the front, but then again, we're getting into those ranges where it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, so um, we do have options. Like if you go to the Gemini, uh, you you could probably are you in a 250 spine mm-hmm. probably? Yeah, yeah, 250. 250. So you're in 250 spine at um, like 8.6 grains per inch or something about there, um, you're you're able to get um, a lot more FOC with the same broadhead and insert weight that you would if you were, say, on the Apollo that's 10.7. So for you, 31.5-inch arrow, 2 grains per inch, you're taking 60 grains out of the arrow without losing much strength at all, and you're able to put that now back into your broadhead and your insert setup. So your, your FOC went up tremendously. So, um, but if you're shooting an arrow that's 28 inches and you're going to shoot up, say 150 grain broadhead and hundred grain insert, you're golden. You know, you can go with the Apollo supernova. You know, you don't have to go to these, uh, real light GPIs because when you go to the lighter GPIs, you're, you're starting to step up in price yeah. because that carbon is really, really special. Gotcha. The Gemini carbon. That's we, we pretty much only fight um, a couple other companies and none that I know of in the aero uh, in the aerospace. It, the rest of them are aerospace. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. we're dealing A-E. like bell bell helicopter with their, their Apache, I think is uses the same carbon. So it had been a little bit more difficult and people have to be a little patient with this 'cause with uh with the stuff going on in Ukraine that's taken up a lot of the, the weaponry system, mm. carbon and that's that's the unfortunately the one that, that we use for the Gemini. But mm. it's really light, it's really tough, and uh consequently it's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's uh what's next in the innovation pipeline for Sirius you can talk about?
2: Uh well the skunk work stuff I can't talk about. Um, I think we'll be looking on the tough head side next year at probably looking at a, a different weight on the wide. We have the 200 wide and it's done really well this year. I think we're going to look at a, a different wide. Uh, we actually have some new manufacturing techniques right now. Uh, like if you buy the dangerous game head, the 400 grain dangerous game head, that's a, that is a two piece. That's stitch welded on each side eight times, and then it's brazed, and then it's blasted, coated, and then sharpened, and then we chemically bond the insert into it afterwards. It is a lot of labor and a lot of expense. And there's just some really cool technology that we're looking at right now that uh, may make that a one-piece glue on and then if you want to screw in then we'll have that as with the bonded insert in still so some really cool technology out there it's never been available before um there's some stuff in skunk works that um would be using some different materials besides carbon fiber oh yeah so that that's interesting um that one's extremely hush hush just because If, if this works out, it's going to be something that we're going to have to get the patent on right away. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're probably look at maybe lightening up the Vulcan. The Vulcans are 246 that's built uh, like the Apollo. Okay. But it's, it's got a heavier GPI because just the construction method on it right now. But there's an option that we may be able to lighten that up for next year. If we do that, I think that brings a few more people into the standard market. There's a lot of people that don't want an outsert system. They don't want to – bag targets can be difficult when you're trying to pull your your half jackets or your ethics outsert system, anything with a sleeve. Out of uh, so they want they want to have something where the inserts all the way just on the inside, and so we we've got that, and then we do have uh, a target arrow that'll be out this fall. Okay. Um, The uh, Galaxy X, and uh, no specific launch date for that yet, Um, but it's been an R and D process for two years. Yeah. So when people say, oh, you know, these guys just go to Alibaba and they buy arrows and they no. No, you don't. No, it's impossible, and so what we're it's going to start out with a twenty three, but the cool thing is you're going to be able to use this spine as effectively from fifty pounds to about sixty seven pounds. On, okay. a, on a normal thirty inch draw. Wow. So, so there's one. There's no need to carry a whole bunch of skews, and it's a whole lot less confusing for the for the uh, end user you're by the arrow you know cut it square it you know or we'll do that for you whatever you want yeah and um so that's going to give us the option to open up that target market and then we already have a 25 and a 27 in the works but again the prototyping process and then getting it just right and making sure that the spine consistency is the same cuz that's what those guys are really looking for in the target world they they need it to launch from the rest the same every single time yeah. and so this one's going to do it it's yeah. it's ready it's in it's going it's in production now so it'll be out this fall and then that's yeah. uh good stuff the galaxy x that's going to be it's going to be big because it's it's hard to be an aero company that that just um is hunter only because you have a lot of downtime because the It'll start dropping off here soon. Uh, yeah. you, you get into first part of October, guys are all in the field. Nobody's yeah. buying anything. We're you know, which is good for us. You know, we get out to breathe get a chance a to get out in and the, breathe out. and get a little hunting done. But yeah. but we need to be uh, busy in a sustainable model year round so that we can keep the R and D going. because yeah. that's um, a lot of people who just haven't realized. I don't pull any money out of this company. In a company, I don't take anything out of it. We put every single drop of it back into employees for one. And that's why when you get orders and you go, gosh, I've never had stuff this good. You know, all of our broadheads are stropped before they go out. I mean, by hand, on leather, you know.
1: Tyler's so doing that back there when I walked in.
2: Yeah, yeah. Stropping broadheads. Strapped, I mean, you're talking you know, tens of thousands of broadheads a year that are touched by human hands before they go out. Yeah. Um, so we put money into our people cause we need them to turn out premium product and then the R and D process, yeah. you know, so cool stuff coming. It just costs money to do it. You know.
1: Innovations at the heart, man. Innovations at the heart. It.
2: Engineering company that happens Make to arrow. turn out some awesome arrows and broadheads. Mm,
1: dang. Right. <laughs> Seth, what's the website?
2: Siriusarchery.com And that's S-I-R-I-U-S I hear my Siri going off in yeah. the background She yeah. does it every time But no, it's uh, www.siriusarchery.com Appreciate you, man Thanks, brother been good you, sir